At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Nightcap coming to you from the VSN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg here. We're talking all things college hoops, NBA, and to help us kind of go through this sports buffet that we have here now that we're entering March Madness in a matter of moments is Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook manager over at the Rampart Casino. Dwayne, we appreciate you joining us this evening. And I got to start here just asking you what the sportsbook has been like post-Super Bowl. Now that the Super Bowl has been pushed back a week, it feels like it's bleeding right into March Madness. The Masters will be here before you know it. But what's the action been like behind the window for you guys as we're about 10 days away from Selection Sunday? It's been great, Femi. I, I tell you, you know, the college basketball has picked up momentum. And even though there was the uh, NBA All-Star break and somewhat of a break with the NHL because they had originally scheduled some Olympic activity and there were makeup games, it's been really good, I have to say. You know, like you said, carries right over from the Super Bowl into March Madness. And then you have all the, uh, you know, Kentucky Derby, all that stuff. And hopefully baseball will come to an Agreement, but it's going to be tough on Monday. I really don't see anything happening by then. So we're going to be faced with that, guys. So, uh, you know, it's been great, uh, a great momentum, but then there's going to be a lull. When it comes to the college basketball, Dwayne, uh, how much have you already started to dive in on some special stuff for the NCAA tournament? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Scott, we're looking at, def- uh, you know, having promotions at the Rampart Casino as well as the South Point. But, you know, it's just a great feel. We're starting to get a feel of who the cream of the crop really is. You've seen Gonzaga with a really good game last night. Kentucky really played well, uh, you know, able to make the foul shots down the stretch and hold off a good LSU team. Duke is really rallying behind uh, Coach K. So there's a lot of different parodies and, uh, you know, momentum swings, even teams like Iona with Patino, all that stuff. It's really going to be a great tournament. Uh, top to bottom, it's definitely wide open, and uh, I, I have a great feel that we're going to have great handle because of that. Everybody wants uh, an underdog, Scott, so uh, they want to pick a long shot, and hopefully that'll come in. So futures market is going to be great. We're hoping that conference tournaments are going to be off the hook, and I have a lot of people coming in from out of town, coming to the rampart. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just love that feel, even though, you know, sports gambling is somewhat United States wide. Now we still get a great foot traffic and, uh, you know, clientele. So it's awesome. We're speaking with Dwayne Colucci, race and sportsbook manager at the Rampart Casino. Dwayne, talking about college basketball conference tournaments for the mid-majors are next week. Then the major programs, those conferences get going the week after that. What's your biggest liability in college basketball heading into the NCAA tournament here in a matter of two and a half weeks? Yeah, Femi, at uh, Rampart and South Point, we saw a lot of action on Arizona, UCLA. We made some adjustments there. A lot of the shops jumped on Auburn. You see our adjustment as well on that team. So, you know, there's definitely some liability, but you have so much handle. And like I said, with such a wide open field this year, we're getting a lot of different angles and a lot of different plays. But those are some of the teams. And naturally, because they're in pro- uh, close proximity to Las Vegas, you have uh, people watching the Pac-12 and all that going on. So UCLA was very popular, as was Arizona. Uh, You know, we're hoping to garner even more handle as this goes on before the field is announced. So, Femi, it's a a great question, but those are a few of the teams that we have some liability. Moving to the NBA, Dwayne, uh, James Harden looked pretty good in his 76ers (laughs) debut. The Sixers uh, taking care of the Timberwolves. You got to imagine now people are going to jump in on Philly after seeing how well it looked, Uh, albeit just one game, but I think that's enough to sell some people on the Sixers. Well, I definitely felt, Scott, that this was the advantage of this trade just because of the fact that Harden will play immediately at a top level, whereas Simmons has not practiced. There's a lot going on there mentally and so forth. So, you know, I definitely think the Sixers are one of the top teams, and especially it reflects in our futures market. So the 76ers, Embiid is the front runner probably for the MVP other than Jokic. I think it's a two-dog race there. So, uh, you know, the Sixers have a lot of ups swing. There's definitely a lot of momentum that could be taken, but you saw the heat tonight. They were able to play really well against the Knicks. Knicks got off early. You know, you have the Bulls. They're really hungry. Guys are coming back to that roster. They're going to get healthy. The East is wide open and Giannis is still there. So, you know, there's a lot to be done before we give the Sixers the title and the Nets. Definitely. They're going to come, you know, prepared. Durant is going to be healthy. Hopefully Kyrie will start to play as, uh, you know, uh, Maya Adams releases the COVID uh, restrictions. So it's going to be interesting. The Eastern conference is wide open guys. Dwayne, I noticed you mentioned MVP. You said 
Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> you didn't mention one, DeMar DeRozan. My buddy Scott here has got a monster ticket on DeMar DeRozan <laughs> at 50 to 1. Right now, he's down to as low as 13 to 1 at some place right. here. Do you think DeRozan has a shot to get into this MVP race and make it maybe a three headed race with Embiid and Jokic? Oh, definitely, Fabi. Uh, you know, you see how this guy's playing, and he's accomplished things that Jordan and LeBron have, you know, over certain periods of games. So, DeMar DeRozan was the sleeper. I can't believe how he's playing. You know, the Knicks gave up on him, the Lakers in their pursuit, so many teams, and he fell right into their laps, the Bulls. So, he's playing fabulous. He's right there. You know, I think the other two guys, though, like I mentioned, Jokic and Embiid had, uh, you know, somewhat of a jump on him. And especially Jokic, he's, he's unbelievable. You know, he's a human triple-double at times, and he's a big man. And he could pass the ball. He could definitely rebound. And Bede is really carrying his team. So, you know, DeRozan, he has a fabulous supporting cast, whereas the other guys are somewhat singular. And I think that gives them a slight advantage. But DeRozan is right there. Scott, I hope you cash that <laughs> thing. You know I'm rooting for you. You know I, I love you. I know. I know. I hope so. I hope so. So then the first round's on me over at the Rampart when I win that one, okay? Uh, <laughs> let, let's, uh, let, let me talk to you about some uh, hockey here. Uh, are, are we going to give Martin San Louis the Jack Adams Award after just a couple of games? Because Montreal's won four <laughs> straight now. This team that had eight wins a couple of days ago has now won four straight. I know you are a happy Habs fan. What a turnaround, Scott. I got to say, you know, St. Louis has sparked Cole Caulfield, and that's the biggest thing. Cole Caulfield was supposed to be the future and will be the future of the Montreal Canadiens. And now you combine with Anderson, who did leave the last game, unfortunately, and Nick Suzuki, which, uh, you know, eventually in the long run, that trade will even out with the Golden Knights for Max Pacioretty, if not almost there. You know, Nick Suzuki is the point leader on the team and playing very well. You know, you can't really uh, put all your eggs in one basket, though, Scott. I mean, St. Louis doing a great job, but Montreal's so underachieving this year. They have a lot to prove. A lot of momentum has to pick up. They are not going to make the playoffs unless they win like 20 in a row. <laughs> so it's going to be tough. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, definite improvement. They're moving in the right direction, putting people in the right positions. Assistant general manager was uh, named this week. Le Cavalier was added to the uh, roster, you know, coaching and uh, definitely scouting. So Montreal all is making forward moves. They're a very young team. Hopefully, Carey Price will come back next year. Montebeau is—he's been great for the last month. So the team has a lot of upswing, but there's a lot to be done. And uh, you know, St. Louis done a, fa a fabulous job with that roster in a short period of time. Watch them. You're definitely going to get some nice pluses, guys, on the board with this team, and they could upset some teams leading into the playoffs and be, uh, you know, somewhat of a roadblock. Well, speaking of playing fabulous hockey, uh, Igor Shesterkin is, in my opinion, a lock for the Vesna. Uh, he won his 25th game the other night. Can I sell you on the Rangers to win the East? 
Well, Scott, definitely they have a chance. I mean, you saw that goal by Zabanajad at 100 miles per hour. I couldn't <laughs> believe it on a drop pass. This guy is a monster when he's healthy. And if you add Panarin, uh, Chris Cride has been playing fabulous. I don't know if Kako will get back into the lineup, but they have uh, Shesterkin, who is definitely the Vezina winner right now. He has dominated. That game against the Capitals was fabulous. You know, I kind of like the Capitals there, I got to say, Scott, but these Rangers are playing at another level, and Fox is just a, he is the stir that stirs the whole drink because you have a fabulous defenseman now. Mm-hmm. Back to the days of Brian Leach. So, you know, the Rangers definitely have an unlimited ceiling, but you have to get past the Hurricanes. You have to get past Tampa. You see, you see how Tampa plays. They're just dominating at times, and Florida as well. They're top-notch teams. The Eastern Conference is difficult to handicap this year. Unlike, I feel, the West, you know, you definitely get a sense. The Avalanche are right there. They just have to rectify those playoff problems. Golden Knights are very good. Kings are very good. St. Louis is playing good. But the East is so much tighter, and the Rangers definitely have a chance. And if they could get home ice in the Garden, I know how that is. That's crazy. (laughs) Love it. Stanley Cup playoffs just not too long away. Just coming up here in April. He is Dwayne Colucci, the race and sports book manager at the Rampart Casino. Dwayne, we appreciate you joining us this evening and a uh, happy handicapping going forward. And we hope to talk soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, family. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate being on. See you, Dwayne. How about that? Good information from Dwayne. Nice guy, too. It was my first time talking with Dwayne. He's Great the best. guy. He's an awesome. awesome guy here as I'm uh, sweating out the end of this Iowa Nebraska game and looks like. We're going to go ahead and put that in the win column. I <laughs> I didn't understand what the heck was going on. It's, there was like a uh, technical foul or an intentional mm-hmm. foul <laughs> where Iowa got four straight free throws. They end up winning the game by 10, 88 to 78. So plus 13 cashes with the Nebraska Cornhuskers okay. here as we were first. Quick second there looking like I was either going to push or lose, but we get the win nonetheless. Man, that's just... That's college hoops for you. On the other side, we're going to talk some DeRozan because we're rooting for your DeRozan tick here. Dwayne's rooting for you. The public's rooting for you. We'll discuss <laughs> what DeRozan can do in this MVP race. This is the Nightcap on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from Circa Resort and Casino. Femi and Bebfe alongside Scott Seidenberg. I'm a little angry right now. Who is a happy man. Oh, no, I let you're happy. You're no, happy. No, 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 I'm a little angry. angry. I'm, a little, I'm angry at our producer. Beef? I'm angry at our producer, Aaron Oster. <laughs> what's, what's your beef with Aaron? Okay, so here's the situation. <laughs> Let's rewind about an hour ago or so, right? Mm-hmm. The 7.15. The Avalanche are down 2 nothing. Yep. I look at this team, the best team in hockey. They're at home where they never lose. And I say it's still so early. It was only 10 minutes into the first period. So I put a live bid in on Colorado at plus 130. They were down 2 nothing. Not about a minute later. Okay. <laughs> they give up another goal. Now they're down 3 nothing. I put my head down. I'm a little upset. Our producer, Aaron Oster, walks in. I say, hey, Aaron. Tell him the situation. And I go... You know, Colorado right now down 3 nothing is plus 400 to win this game. Mm-hmm. You think I should put a sprinkle on that? I already have them at plus 130, down 2 nothing. Now they're down 3 nothing at the end of the first period. Like, what am I going to do? He's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> five he's, he's unanswered like... goals later, the Avalanche have a 5-3 lead 
with about seven minutes to go in the third period. He's looking out for your bankroll. You know, that's what, oh, that's I what respect good friends that, do. But I'm still angry about it because <laughs> plus 400 would look really nice in my bankroll right now. It really would. As the Colorado Avalanche, who are just one of the best teams, probably might be the best team yeah, they in, are the, the, best team. in yep. the NHL mm-hmm. there, but just... The fact that they came back with five unanswered is just absolutely incredible. Right now on the money line, minus 2,000. <laughs> so they go from plus 400 to now minus 2,000 to go ahead and beat the St. Louis. It's, I think they just scored again. It's six to three. This, this is Aaron. Talk, talk about an avalanche. Aaron. Talk about an avalanche. Listen, listen, I, if you get a win, you should always be happy with your win. You should. And, and plus 130 isn't. Considering they were minus three and change to start the game. It's money you didn't have. The, exactly. They were minus 300 to get them at plus 130 was a gift. But I could have gotten them <laughs> at plus 400. I, I mean, we, we, we all got what it could have should have. You heard it from Dwayne, too. <laughs> and Dwayne Colucci, the, the race and sportsbook manager of the Rampart, brought it up last segment. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I think he was bringing it up to us during the break. So we didn't actually talk about it on the air. But from a bookmaker's perspective, he said live betting is really an advantageous play for the players yep. that the books are getting hit hard from live betting opportunities, especially in a sport like hockey, where you have a situation like this, where a Colorado goes down because what happens in a, in a lot of these games, uh, the live betting algorithms are kind of messed up and skewed by the pre the pregame lines. Yeah, they're attached to the closing number. Correct. So you can get some, you can find some really good advantages here when it comes to the live betting market. Just like the other night, there was a situation where I think it was, uh, there was a big upset and it might have been, uh, what was the exact line? There was a game that was a huge, a huge underdog. They were plus 350 going into the game. And I think it was Predators against the Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. The live line when the Predators had a two-goal lead, you still could have gotten them at plus money to win the game. So I mean, from a player's incredible. perspective, live betting can be extremely lucrative. I'm glad you highlighted that because I know sometimes people will eye roll when they say, oh, what they recommend? Oh, they recommended to wait for in-game to bet it or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, it really, yeah. but it really is an important sort of just kind of aspect of betting. And you just heard right there from a bookmaker telling you that, we're at a disadvantage mm-hmm. when you bet live. So that's one of the reasons if you have outs that can give you live betting, decent outs, I think it's definitely something you should take advantage. You mentioned in hockey. I think in the NBA, in it's the a NBA great sport tonight, to do it. Tonight, my play was the Miami Heat. I laid the five and a half. Mm-hmm. There was a time in the first quarter, Miami trailed by eight. In the third quarter, Miami trailed. Both instances, you could have gotten great live numbers on Miami, much less than laying five and a half or laying six. Now they wind up winning by 15, but still, if you had waited until the game started, the Knicks go out to an eight-point lead. What's Miami, plus money now to win the game? I told myself that I will never bet an NBA game regular season pre-flop hmm. for the rest of my life because the live betting opportunities are off the charts. It works a little differently in the playoffs because teams are 100% locked in and sure. engaged. But in the regular season, pre-flop betting is something that I will not do. I'm just going to live bet it for the NBA. College basketball is a little different. Only 40 minutes. It's less variance as an NBA game, 48 minutes. Especially, in the, totals the, are especially so high. in the NBA. How many times do we see 
the team that makes the second quarter run because in the second quarter you rest your starters, mm-hmm. right? Or the third quarter run where you maybe want to give your guy a little extended rest or whatnot. The NBA is a game of runs. The better team usually wins out, but if you can identify certain in-game markets, man, there's a lot of money to be made. Yep, when so-and-so star player goes to the bench, it's yeah. like, yes. all right, let's wait. They're going to get down <laughs> and let's bet it. Um, speaking of star player on a run, DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. is a guy that it continues to be a story. And Jason Kahn, who's your producer typically, and it produces the Greg Peterson experience that's going to be coming up at 10 o'clock here Pacific time on VEASAN. He talked about it during the break that DeMar DeRozan is now being talked about on the talk shows. Which is the, great. With, with the first takes, the around the horns, the, talk, the daily yeah. talk shows that can yeah. help kind of generate the media buzz around mm-hmm. a player are now discussing DeMar DeRozan, who is down to 13 to one over at DraftKings to an NBA MVP. I mean, there, you got a ticket on 50 to one mm-hmm. for DeRozan. I'm sure there's even more monster tickets out there from maybe December or January. I mean, this was a signing from the bulls. I was laughed at in the off season. And here he is just so efficient just scoring 35 a game on more than 50% shooting. The Bulls are the number one seed in the East, and if he continues to do this for a week or two, he's going to be squarely in the race for MVP along with Embiid and Jokic. Well, I think he's in the race right now, and uh, our very own Jonathan Von Tobel tweeted out something earlier today saying that if if you don't think he's in the race, what's the reason? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't come up with a good reason why. It's because he's DeMar DeRozan. That's not a good enough reason. Exactly. That would be people's reason. If his name was LeBron James, he'd be minus 500 right now. Yep. To win the MVP. The numbers that he has put up over this, not, not just this stretch, but the entire season, it's been unbelievable. Look at that stat right there. Win probability added. It's absurd. The analytics are even in his favor. Now, if he continues this scoring stretch and the Bulls continue to be on the top of the Eastern Conference, this is only going to be the beginning of the national talk shows talking about DeMar DeRozan Mm -hmm. being the MVP. And one week or two weeks of conversation surrounding DeMar DeRozan MVP, that is going to change the minds of a lot of doubters. And he will shoot from 13 to 1 to 4 to 1 maybe even two to one at some point, and he will become the favorite because why is Joel, Joel Embiid the favorite? Well, a couple we, of weeks ago, everyone was talking about Joel Embiid. Because we like him. And the tear that he <laughs> had been on. Now everyone's starting to talk about DeMar DeRozan. Keep him, if he keeps himself in the conversation, and my boy Stephen A starts talking about him on a daily <laughs> basis, that's when he's going to be climbing up the board here. I mean, think about, I'm looking at the schedule right now for the Chicago Bulls, and this is what they have between now and March 7th. They host the Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and That's this is not a, it's not a national TV game, but it's a game that against a good opponent, yeah. John Morant, this team has a lot of buzz. They host Memphis. Then they're at Miami, which will then decide who is the number one seed at that point right there. So that's another big game. They're at Atlanta, not as big of a game. But after that one, they host the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Then they're at the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid, who's the current favorite to an MVP. If DeRozan continues at this and pace, how many of those games those are games, on the national tel- national w- television? Milwaukee game is on ESPN. The other are all regional. Okay. So that, that's the only tricky part with the Chicago Bulls because they were not a team that was thought of highly heading into okay. the year. But they now, don't have a ton. But Bulls beat the Bucks and DeRozan puts up 35. It, it, he's it, the MVP. It, it becomes a massive thing. In that game. Right nationally now, televised. Right now, it's a thing. It becomes like, 
a thing capitals yeah. all. It becomes the thing. <laughs> the thing yeah. if he goes ahead and has that type of game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And that'll be a home game on a Friday night, March 4th, before the NCAA tournament. So people won't be distracted by mm -hmm. other things. This is a chance for DeMar DeRozan to go ahead. So if, if you're high on DeRozan, I think that, now was probably the time that you got. I mean, like you've obviously missed the best numbers. Sure, but thirteen to one at this point in the season on somebody Still who could win than MVP what it's going to be. is a lot better than what it could be. Look at this if screen. DeRozan continues he on was this streak. Twenty to one yesterday. <laughs> it's incredible. The slashing on his price <laughs> fifteen days ago, fifty to one, and now we're talking about him within ten days from now. This guy could be plus 350 mm -hmm. to win MVP. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible just what's been going on with the Chicago Bulls team. And the narrative that's sort of building is the big thing for DeMar Doris. Not only is he putting up the points, but the narrative of all the guys being injured and them still being at the top of the Eastern Conference is the feather in his cap right now. And the win probability added stat is just the cherry on top there for DeMar DeRozan. So that's going to be an interesting race. We've been saying it, really fascinating race in the NBA MVP. What else is fascinating? is the TV carousel in the NFL Ooh. and one head coach who has taken his name out of it. We'll discuss ah. that here on the Nightcap. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. NBA Insight, check out the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel looks at all the angles for the game to determine who is playing, what kind of a situation the team is in, and every other aspect of the matchup. There are a ton of great opportunities in betting the NBA on a nightly basis during the regular season. It is a massively fun league with the greatest athletes on the planet, and we can make some money on it. Hardwood Handicappers podcast is free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, catch up on every other VEASAN show as well. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap. We're at the halfway point here at the VEASAN studios, the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg here. And Scott, we got a little action in the NBA. I know you're on the Clippers. Yeah. Plus the points, and you parlayed that with the under. Mm -hmm. Right now, they lead the Lakers 59-51 early on in the third quarter. Then once again, the Clippers went off as three-point dogs in that game. The total closed 221 and a half. Right now, live total 215 and a half, with the Clippers being three and a half point favorites on the live spread over at DraftKings. So you're in good shape right now here as we begin third quarter play in. La La Land. Mm -hmm. um, let's turn our attention, though, to the NFL here, Scott. And after the Super Bowl, and even before the Super Bowl, there were some rumblings about Rams head coach Sean McVay potentially being his last game if they were to win. Now, it looked like a lot of people in the Rams were retiring. We were talking about Aaron yeah, Donald, yep, yep. Andrew Whitworth. Like It, it seemed like it was going to be this mass exodus once they won the game. They went on to be victors in the Super Bowl there. And McVay didn't really put to bed the questions immediately. But, however, today we have a change in that development with Sean McVay and the possibility of him jumping over to TV this tweet from Adam Schefter says Sean McVay told ESPN that he is not pursuing any television opportunities and he is committed to helping the Rams defend their Super Bowl title. So now it is confirmed that McVay will be back in 2022. So we 
Aaron Donald, we think, is going to be back. They were talking about running back at the yep, Super Bowl yep, parade yep. and all that. Andrew Whitworth, we're still waiting on that news there. He's 40 years old now, the oldest left tackle in the league. Oldest so player. Oldest player, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that Tom Brady is yep. retired, yes, the oldest player in the league. Um, but we're still waiting on that news. But if they're able to get Whitworth back, Donald is back, McVay is back. I mean, this Rams team, are they going to be back yeah, deep why, into the playoffs next Why year? not run it back? Uh, they still have a couple of other decisions to make um, in their with their roster, but Robert Woods will come back from his mm-hmm. injury. Um, don't know if they'll bring back Odell, but yep. he's, he's going to he, start off the year injured. But, he's a free agent. Yeah, so they'll make a decision there. Uh, but there's no reason why this team can't run it back. And I never bought the idea of Sean McVay retiring. When I watched that parade and the whole run it back with Aaron Donald, that mm-hmm. kind of made me think that this is not a guy that's going to uh, back out on this now and and going from chanting run it, chanting run it back <laughs> with his star player to now saying, yeah, I'm going to retire. No. Yeah, I'm going to go work for Amazon. Yeah, I never, <laughs> I, I never bought that. So, And when you look at the landscape of the NFC, why not this Rams team doing it again? Yeah, no, this Rams team right now, 12-1 to 1 at DraftKings to win the Super Bowl, to win the NFC. It's interesting, this team right now. To win the NFC, the Rams are the favorite at plus 450. Mm. The 49ers and Green Bay Packers are plus 600. Dallas Cowboys plus 650. Then you get a significant drop-off to where the Buccaneers and Cardinals are 12-1. to 1. So this Rams team is the favorite in the NFC to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, whether that happens or not, that remains to be seen. We haven't even reached free agency, yeah. truly. The, the draft and the, how schedules work out, all that stuff. We still have a long way to go here in the offseason. Breaking news. But it just it feels like this Rams team, out of all the teams that people are talking about, Green Bay is definitely dominating a lot of the, the discussion here in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers, Tampa Bay, what's going to happen with Tom Brady. Could he go to the 49ers? It almost feels like we've forgotten about the Super Bowl champions, and that just happened about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, and, and with that division, right, and, and – I kind of was like this last season, and it came back to bite me a couple of times. But I don't. I'm not sold on the 49ers. I just never really have been. And Arizona, they were kind of fluky. They fizzled down the stretch. Yeah, they started out great, but there was a couple of games you could all, I'll look at and say, you know, what if, what if? Seattle, we know they're they have their issues. Rams are going to win this division again. Rams are going to have a home team in the playoffs, a home game in the playoffs. Rams might be in contention for that one bye. It's going to be them and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, think about it. On paper right now, it definitely feels that way. I'm still holding out a little hope for maybe the 49ers with Trey Lance probably at quarterback. Now, we don't know what we're going to get from Trey Lance, which is why I'm holding out the hope because he could be bad. He could also be great. Like we, like I think it's his grade from 2021 is incomplete. I don't think you can say he was a yeah. failure or he was a success. It's an incomplete grade. And when you have a team that has a good roster like the 49ers do, now they don't have as many assets because they went and moved up to get Trey Lance in last year's draft. But I think that if Lance ends up being the real deal, then they're right back to their challenging the Rams like we saw. I mean, they beat the Rams six straight times prior to the NFC title game. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even if they split, that at least is a pretty decent kind of a situation for a San Francisco team that has a really good coach in terms of schematics and has a really good roster there on the offensive line and the defensive line. And Debo Samuel has emerged as one of the five most dangerous offensive weapons in football. So the Rams opponents next year outside of the division, they play – it looks like the AFC West, meaning that's not easy. The Chiefs and the Chargers, not easy. 
They also play. Uh, I mean, Denver could have a Denver, quarterback. It might not be Aaron Rodgers, but it Vegas, could be a better quarterback. In the conference, they'll play Green Bay. This is a first place schedule now. They'll play Green Bay. They'll play the Bucks, and the Bucks obviously look different yep. now. And then they'll have uh, Dallas. They'll have Dallas as well, yep. and they play Buffalo. It's not easy. It's not. That's a, not easy. That at all. is a hard schedule it's, next year. And one thing that I'm looking at for the futures market for the NFL is it is to avoid those hard divisions pre-flop like preseason. I'm not going to be betting on any team from the NFC West. You got to play the, the AFC West, you play the bills, the Packers, it's the difficult. chiefs and the chargers. Not it, to mention all the teams in not your division. to mention your division. It's hard. I don't see how, <laughs> how you can play these teams in the futures market because there's in it. There's going to be a time in the season to where you get them at a value number because yeah. let's say they're five and four because they have a gauntlet to start the season and it's like okay I still believe this team is really good now I can get them at twenty to one to win the mm-hmm, Super Bowl mm-hmm. versus the twelve to one that you're looking at right now. Wow, that's a great point. And, and just when the schedule comes out and we find out yep. when these games are, if it's front loaded oh, with yeah. the difficult schedule. Then there's a major opportunity because you would think that they would start out and they would struggle, and then the schedule gets easier. If it's backloaded, it'll be a little more difficult. Yeah. That was the thing with the Kansas City Chiefs heading into last yeah. year. Everyone looked at the schedule. It's like, okay, they got the Browns, they got the Ravens, they got uh-huh. the Bills, all these playoff caliber teams at the front of the schedule that and people started off slow. People identified, hey, maybe mm-hmm. after week eight, then buy into Kansas City. I mean, there were people who had 12 to ones to win the Super Bowl plus 650s to win the AFC. Now they didn't come to fruition. They lost in the AFC title game, but you would make that bet 100 out of 100 times to get Chiefs plus oh, 650, yeah. knowing that they're going to host the AFC title game against a team that won the AFC North there. So I think that's kind of how I would identify the futures market in the NFL. The schedule. It's not like college football to where it's like, okay, where's your rivalry games at? Yeah, but yeah. it does matter in terms of identifying by low spots for teams just based on how the order of games happens to go because we know who everyone's playing. We just don't know what the order is, and the order could prevent you a valuable, valuable situation. Yeah. Look, I did it last year with the Chargers, but unfortunately they lost that game to the Chiefs, and then mm-hmm. they lose to the Texans, yeah, and then they lose to the Raiders at the end of the year. So That's the one that they're going to be kicking themselves yes, over. The My lost, gosh, yeah. they lost to the Houston Texans, and it was the Texans team that was dealing with COVID too. Like They were playing a backup offensive line, mm-hmm. and some reason the Chargers were unable. None of the Chargers had some COVID issues of their own as well, but still, I mean, Herbert played. That's that alone would be like, all right, we should win this game. I took that future and I was like, Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I took a small nugget on uh, Chargers thirty to win to win the AFC yeah. uh, right before the uh, Raiders game there, thinking that they were going to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. pending on the bracket breaking right, I thought that they had a chance to maybe beat the Kansas City Chiefs if they saw them in a wild card round because those games were so closely contested in the regular season. And then the Raiders went ahead and spoiled that for me. Yeah. <laughs> they went ahead and spoiled that and knocked out Justin Herbert and the Chargers out of the playoff contention. Any other teams that you'd be eyeing in the NFC? I know you said that. Green Bay right now, it's like, what can you do with them? Dallas, you're not in on. San Francisco, you're not really sold on. Mm-hmm. So you're looking. I know you I think talk I, about this Minnesota team a little Minnesota bit. Minnesota for sure. But I think I might take a long shot flyer on one of these NFC East teams mm-hmm. because I keep bringing it up. A different team has won this division every year since going back to 2004. So yep. uh, you know the winner of this division has a really good chance to get a home playoff game. Is going to have a home playoff game and a really good chance to have multiple home playoff games. Could be something to look out for. 
at DraftKings. The New York Giants are 40 to 1 to win the NFC. There's a shop here in town, the Westgate, 50 to 1 for the New York Giants to win the NFC. That to me Brian Dable. is very, very intriguing. On the other side, we're going to take a look at some NCAA tournament seeds as we turn our attention back to college hoops. This is the nightcap coming to you from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll be right back. 
early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN college hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg here. And let's talk a little NCAA tournament because two weeks from Sunday, we will have a bracket with Selection Sunday here. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to say it. Just what one week does, pushing the NFL back one week, makes it now all feel like it's just one big, long run of bets. And and here we are now with the tournament just two weeks away. What's your process in filling out a bracket? Oh, usually it's been to try to eliminate one seeds who I don't think will go far. But I think this year I'm just going to go from the finish line all the way back to the start. So I'm going to focus on who I think will win the national championship, who else I can think will go to the final four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because typically when you fill your bracket out, you start with the first round, mm-hmm. second round, mm-hmm. sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go backwards. Okay. So usually, here's what I do. Selection Sunday comes. Mm-hmm. As soon as the selection show is over, print out my bracket. I fill it out. No research. Complete gut. Just fill it out. Okay. Put that to the side. Over the course of the next two, three days, do all the analysis, do all the research, talk to all the experts, fill out a bracket. I then go back to my gut bracket, compare it with the smart bracket, (laughs) and see where I differentiated. And of those games that are differentiated, that's when I dive in and I say, which is the right side here? Why did my gut tell me this when everybody that I talked to and all the research pointed to this? And then that's how I figure out my final bracket. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good process there. You know, Most of the time, my gut is better than the research. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes, as betters, just, as, pick, just picking mascots and uh, <laughs> and team colors. I don't know if I'd go that far, but usually, whatever your gut instinct yeah. is tends to be the right way to go about it there. And, and and I'm not saying that, that you should go into this with no analysis or anything no, like that, no, no. but, but it tend you tend to kind of know, like we've seen so yeah. many data points for these teams. We kind of know what they are. Now it's a tournament. It's a single game mm-hmm. elimination tournament. So anything can happen. That's why double digit seeds make it to the final four. That's why one seeds we saw with Virginia get beat yeah. by UMBC. Like it's, you never know what's going to happen, but over the course of picking games, I think going with your gut uh, to some extent, Definitely can and, pay And up. the rule of thumb is always upsets early, chalk late. Yep. I, and I think that's why, because sometimes I think I get into my own head about like, oh, wow, I have like a 13 in the Elite Eight. Like, what's going on here? What's, what, what am I doing? <laughs> so that's almost why I want to work backwards and be like, okay, who do I think will win the national title? And then who do I think they will play in the national title? Who do I think those teams will beat in the yeah. national semifinal? And then go on from there, so on and so forth, just because working backwards is the way I want to go ahead and go, because the most important games to get right is the national champion. Yeah, obviously. That's, that's where you win your bracket pool. That's can't win get without the most, getting the champion. You cannot win without getting the national champion unless you're in a bracket of carnage or something <laughs> like that. Your pool has nobody that goes ahead and picks a champion. But we first got to have a bracket, and we have to have these teams seeded, which is what we're going to discuss here in this segment, because Selection Sunday, like we mentioned, two weeks from Sunday, and now you can bet on at certain sportsbooks. This one at Bet 
Rivers and what some of these teams, the over-under on them for seeding here. We have Alabama, Arkansas. We're going to focus on the SEC and Big 12 because those are the two best conferences in college basketball. I think that's what most people would agree with. Mm -hmm. And one that really stood out to me here, I know Aaron Oster, our producer, he really wants to put a start at Texas Tech, and I want to make sure we talk about that in this segment. But Auburn at one and a half, the under for the Auburn Tigers is plus 250. So to be a one seed, Auburn is plus 250. The over minus 375 if there are two. I think that's – I don't see them going down to a three line. So you're pretty much talking about a one or a two there. So Auburn's a one seed right now. Let me ask you. So that's plus 250, right? Yep. What is the odds for them to win the SEC conference tournament? I would have to look that up. Uh, because – or what do you think the odds will be for them against Kentucky? There would be a dog. I know that for sure. Would it be 12 plus 250? No, I don't think. I mean, that's. I mean, plus two fifty. You're talking about being like, what, seven, eight so, point dogs or something like that. So like, the value then is on the plus two fifty because if they win the SEC conference tournament, they're a one seed. I mean, I think that's the case here. If for they Auburn. lose the conference tournament, then they are not a one seed. Auburn is plus two hundred to win the conference tournament. I just logged into plus my two fifty <laughs> to be a one seed. You're getting better odds for them to be a one seed than to win the conference tournament. So bet the plus two fifty to be a one seed. I think that's how you go about it. There, I mean, like, I get like I think Kentucky is a better basketball team than Auburn. I would favor Kentucky on a neutral court yeah. against Auburn, but just there's no guarantee that Kentucky has that Auburn has to face Kentucky in the yeah, SEC of tournament. Course. Yeah, anything like, can happen. Anything yes. can happen. Kentucky can get beat by Arkansas. They can get beat by Tennessee yeah. along the way to that path. And if Auburn is there in the SEC championship game in the conference tournament mm-hmm. against an Arkansas, and now they're not going to be a big favorite. They're going to be a, probably a short favorite because the betting market hasn't been super in love with this Auburn team, but. I think plus 250 to be a one seed when right now Joe Lenardi has them as a number one seed in the East region. So it's interesting to me. I get that the likely outcome is that Kentucky wins the SEC tournament. But if you're going to give me plus 250, I'm kind of entertained by that. What is the number on Kentucky to be a one seed? Kentucky to be a one seed is minus 148. Oof. See? Yep. They think that they're going to win the conference tournament. They think they're going to win the conference tournament. And I agree with that, but... We're not betting on opinions. We're betting on the numbers here. And the number, to me, plus 250 screams to bet Auburn there, mm. even though Kentucky is the team that I believe will win the SEC tournament in Nashville. I think that's where they're playing it. I believe that's I think it's in Nashville. It's been there at least the last couple of years. Um, Texas Tech, though, they are plus 150 to be a number one seed, minus 200 to be a two seed or a three seed. Um, I believe they are a two and Joe Lenardi, no, actually, they're actually a three, I believe, because the twos are Kentucky, Purdue, Baylor, and Duke. So Texas Tech right now is a number three seed in Joe Lenardi's recent bracketology here. But the odds at Bet Rivers got him at plus 150 to jump up to that one line. We talked about this earlier this week. They would need to win the Big 12 tournament yeah. at least, but they also need to win out these games and have Baylor and Kansas drop some other games along the way as well. Yeah, and I, again, yeah, if they win the Big 12 tournament, is that enough? to knock off a Kansas from the one line yeah. and put themselves up there. Or, um, or Auburn and Kentucky could both be one seeds. There's nothing against yeah. a two one seeds from the same conference. We've seen it with Duke and Carolina mm-hmm. in the past. That's a big jump. Uh, I don't know about Texas Tech being a one seed. I don't know about it either. I don't, I don't see the path, to be honest. Like, I mean, you need absolute carnage. 
to have. You need yeah. a, a, a bid stealer to win the SEC tournament. <laughs> you probably need like like you need absolute carnage to happen on championship week. Now maybe that's what happens, but the likelihood is that that's not going to happen. I think the best that Texas Tech can do is a two seed. So the over minus two hundred. It's never fun to yeah, lay I'm that kind gonna, of chalk, yeah. but it could be the right side there to play that and just hey, let me put down four hundred dollars to win two hundred dollars. Mm. Let's see what happens. Could be, yeah, and I, or I just bet them along, the, bet them for the ride yeah. in that conference tournament. <laughs> never, yeah. never comfortable betting that minus two hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, even if you bet it minus two hundred, they lose in the conference tournament, then you're a lock to cash your bet. Um, and even if they win the conference tournament, you still have pretty decent odds, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to win your bet as well. The Baylor Bears, their number is set at two. Now, the under for them to be a one seed minus one sixty seven, the over plus one twenty five. And what's interesting about Baylor and even Kansas as well is these two teams play tomorrow in Waco. Mm-hmm. And if Baylor wins that game, I think they have reintroduced themselves in the conversation legitimately oh, to be a number one. Without a doubt. The, the thing is, is like, if Baylor wins that game, I love Kansas in the tournament. Mm. You like, like, like Kansas to get, the, the, get yeah. the rubber match? Yeah. If Kansas wins this game, then I'm like, eh, they'll probably win again. Yeah. Uh, it's or either if, either way. I like if Kansas, Kansas. If Kansas wins this game, Kansas might just lock up a one seed. I feel like. Yeah. Either way, I kind of like Kansas in the conference tournament anyway. But uh, Baylor, I I don't see them winning the conference tournament. So I think they're good as a two. I think they're okay as a two. Yeah. No. Baylor. It seems like the likelihood is a two. The only reason why I would entertain the under minus one sixty seven is that I don't see the downside in the bet because I don't see Baylor dropping down to a three. Mm. Do you think Baylor could drop to a three? I mean, I don't. I don't really see it. So it's unless worst there's case, an early exit from the conference tournament, unless it's a really emba- like if they get if they get blown out by Kansas tomorrow, and then maybe look a little shaky to end the regular season, and then lose in the quarterfinals of the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah, lose that's to like an Iowa, can, lose to like Iowa State. Yeah, in the then, second round. Or then you could be yeah. a three, but I mean that doesn't seem like it's likely to me. Baylor under minus one sixty seven is only upside because you're likely going to push on two. But the chance of if Baylor beats Kansas tomorrow and then goes really well in the Big 12 tournament, then you're in the one-seed conversation as a defending national champion. And I I think it's a good look there for the Baylor Bears. I really do. Minus 167, the under. What could go wrong? Famous last words when talking about betting in the futures market. On the other side, we're going to ask Jared Smith what could go wrong over at Pickwise. He joins the show for two segments here. Hour number three of the nightcap coming up next here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.